There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Now you got notes and the... uh... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FilmReview.com podcast. Uh, I'm your host, um, FilmReview.com's own right. Mark Eastman. I'm like back. I'm out of you're out of the loop. I know you sure. got to get back into the habit. And uh, with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, yeah, it's welcome it, back. It's been uh, a couple weeks off there. Um, we would have done one last week, but your visa got exactly. you know torn yeah. up. You right. you weren't you were on a special no fly list. Uh, yeah, I, let me tell you something. I love man. saying that on the internet. Now you might get yeah. some like special scrutiny. Now and- <laughs> somebody's gonna be looking at me. Right. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, if you go to Ireland, man, that is the easiest uh, customs check you're ever gonna have. <laughs> yeah, right. You started telling me about this. That, I'm not it was uh, it was hilarious. It was the first time my wife had ever been through customs. Oh, really? All. She'd never been out of the I country. guess I figured she'd been so I was like the... uh it's not usually like this yeah <laughs> usually after. so what you had to wait a long time or you had no wait at all no we had no wait at all you just they, they were just like whatever they tipped your hat like, <laughs> yeah you look fine they're like so you're from Ireland welcome uh, right yeah they didn't care. anyway um that's awesome Both yeah ways so, going in and out like nothing, yeah 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 no, no one cared uh but the only other time I've done it is Germany well, look, and they're I mean, like you're from Germany <laughs> right check him out but you want in our country, right? They were serious. Look, man, you you just you got to do what I do when you fly, and you know you're like, do you know who I am? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't you have the VIP line for That's you right. know Mark Eastman? Uh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So we took a couple weeks That's off, awesome. and um, we got a fair amount of emails. Cool. Uh, the Oscars are coming up. Yeah, we're we we got a lot. Uh, of missed a couple movies, and uh, I think <laughs> that did. I think that we said um. That when we got back, it would be our best list. Yeah, I screwed that up. But uh, that it, that's next week. It doesn't matter. Who but knows? so next week we're going to start with we're the just best list. Put it off every week until we get more email. And then the week after that will be the worst. And then uh, the week after that Island. will be our awards. Yeah. And uh, we've had some people actually emailing us about the awards too. Cool. We've had uh, yeah. What'd you get? Like a couple four? of like suggestions. I never people, see these emails. Let's people are some. just like you know, get on with it mostly what i love say. that when people get excited about our lists i i get super happy you know i don't know why we say this each each time it comes up we yeah. might have a new listener but long time list lover me long time list hater you yeah. i look forward to the list time and when people get on you about our lists i that just makes me happy it makes me feel like that my fraternity of list right. lovers that's is what it is legion so yeah, they're really cool. uh, they're all over me about uh, making lists. No, but uh, the most of the emails that we got while yeah. I was gone on vacation, and everything right. was uh, about the awards because oh, they're cool. interested to see right. uh, what the what the possibilities are. I think I'll look up on our list for that for anyone. I don't I don't ever use. We're available on all kinds of stuff: SoundCloud, right? You know, iTunes, everything. I'll look up on iTunes just for the sake of it. 
um, and give people a, a number because we have so many numbers now. I could say episode number 115 is right, the last right. time we did this. So people who don't know what we're doing, they could actually go right. listen to one and, and see it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah we he, should do that. Actually. And I'll say this just because we're killing time. I think that's the hardest list to make for me. Uh, because the, the awards? Our awards. Yeah. The, the best list is pretty easy because I know the – I know the first four, and I know the last. The four. worst it's, it's list comes and goes, right? And the worst Each list year. is almost Some always like, super yeah. Easy. Last year, I think it was tricky, but the year before that, it was so easy. I just, right. I mean, we had to look at all the one star films. But our award thing is actually, uh, I put, I take it seriously. I know you do too. Yeah, I, we put thought into it. It's uh, actually kind of hard because we. I actually, I actually really love the I love, the idea of it too, I do too. because uh, but it's difficult because there are it, there are a lot of people who at least should get you know, some kind of mention. Right. And they're doing something really cool. Right. And, and, you know, actually like a really good example, uh, just because this has no chance of being my pick really. Right. Okay. But like a good example for me would be um, Adam driver in star Wars movies yeah. because he's actually really good. He's good. And he's not good. He has no chance of getting Never. even uh, the slightest <laughs> hint yeah. of being nominated for an award or anything. Right. And and I'm I'm not gonna nominate him for our awards either right. because it's I not th- it's not that great right. I don't think but it, he's actually doing really good yeah. work in a role and a movie that it, it's not possible to get noticed I, I'm not gonna say anything he, else. yeah I won't right. say he got it but he's on my short list of that category sure I, you know it, it's so weird though uh, you know I I know we're gonna transition out of this but it's so weird because any other year but this year my list would have been done. The moment I saw Mad Max, because I would have said there's everything no way George Miller, George Miller is never going to get nominated for an Oscar for this. Right, right. This exactly. He's never going to be right. nominated for Best Picture. Like it. it Charlie it actually, Theron it is, actually, is not going to get any attention yeah, man, it, in it that role. Hurt me. I'm so excited that it's nominated. I don't know what chance in hell it has of winning, but it's got a chance right. now. But right. before. This was like my looper. When and he, that and film, he really might, too, because he actually, he's he won. Right. Uh, he's, he won the yeah. uh, Critics' Choice. And it's, it's strange to think, you know, it's almost like, you know, our baby's all grown up. Right. Like now the films <laughs> right. that I would say have no chance of getting this award are now getting chances at these awards. Right. But it screws my list because now I'm like, well, <laughs> exactly. I had this. I mean, I literally in the summer, I walked out and I went, that's my looper. Right. That's got everything and it's not going to get nominated for anything. Right. And. I'm happy and sad, and and it got it, uh, it, 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 it got really bizarre amounts of attention. Yeah, and so I'm and not not only that, but yeah. I think one of the weirdest things for me about that movie is that it's so uh, like anti award season timing, yeah. and anti award right. season kind of movie. Yeah. It came out really early. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not the kind of movie it's that not. anyone's going to pay attention to, and right. yet. It, here you know, are. here it is, yeah. like the end of the year, and everyone's still talking about it, yep. and it's getting nominated love for it. all kinds of stuff. I love it. It's it's for, it's for anyone. Crazy. And just to quickly, anyone who's listening that has no clue what we're talking about, we do a we do a series of awards where we give accolades to someone who couldn't possibly reasonably win. Right. So typically, you know, in a normal year, there's no way Fury Road would be up for an Oscar for Best Picture. This year it is, right. but, so, but so because you love that film so much and it was never going to have a shot at getting you know an award, we nominate it for this and right. we say it could win this. But this year it's all over the place. So yeah. Anyway, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, next week will be best, then worst, then then ours, then the award. You got. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. I was what? just gonna say you got emails 
basically people saying like, hey, where the hell are you guys? Because yeah. I love those two. I love uh, No, not us. not that we were just in general uh, not around, but just do would the you, list. Would you get on the with list. the list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll do it in summer. I'm um, sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting, too, for me anyway, because uh, this year th- now this is true like every year. Uh, right. We and, say anyway. But this year, if you like Google, you know, top 10 movies of the year, mm-hmm. right? You are not getting a lot of variety. Right. And that, that yeah. like I said, that's true every year to a certain extent. But this year, it's like more true really? than ever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all the same it's movies. It's cookie cutter stuff. That are, you know, there are like the 12 movies. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost like those are the only 12 movies. And yeah. everyone's top ten made, list yeah. is some mix of those twelve movies, right. and they're they're all pretty much the same. And so I think that the more a year is like that, the more people pester us. For, yeah. Because right, they want to you know not yeah. to uh, blow our own horn or whatever, but at least we're usually a little different we than uh, everybody and else's list. Even even to that level, going a little bit further though, you and I have a lot of similarities at times. We're very different. Like right. you'll you'll go down a route, and I'll on a different route you know but it's still we're running a little bit parallel but not right. quite not quite in line with what the top 12 are so right yeah um and i that will I, for I, I will give you a little hint uh Uh-oh. that this year um i think anyway and you know i guess i'd have to look at more lists really <laughs> to to figure out <laughs> right. exactly not all how that's playing but i got like four movies that are probably not on anyone else's list yeah Hmm. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago, right? That about time was on yours. And I, I had inside knowledge. I knew that was going right, to be it. Right. And you were, you were like, I guarantee this isn't on anyone's list. Right. And I remember that this year. I have to think about it. I, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of films with you, but I haven't seen right. every film with you. Right. So but you've we've got some, you've got some we, tricks. We've seen a lot of films apart, yeah. too. And, uh, anyway, yeah. uh, so this week we're doing Deadpool, which uh, is, you know, Telling just... Destroying Man. the box office I, I meant in, to look at that. in bizarre ways, yeah. especially for a February release, and uh, well, it's breaking every record. It's, right? it's like, funny, like every every next day, it's yeah. like uh, some new thing. It, it's right. like they can't stop talking about what box office awards it's beating, and that, and then it's <laughs> yeah. you know the next day it's like uh, you know women who went to see it in right. February, and yeah. you know, and then it's like baseball stats. Well, I think, you know, I think that's a political thing, too. We're in the political season of micromanaging every like right. Hispanic female right. voter potential. So, right. Know? So, so now, they're, they're all so if there. you go like Google it, it's, you know, it's broken like 18 box office right. records. But once you get past the first three, yeah, <laughs> that it sort of right. gets weird. But anyway. Yeah, that's a um, lot of money. $235 million Yeah. In for two weeks. For a February release. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, it's a, a kind of a weird testament to the odd hype the movie has had, you know, especially uh, Ryan Reynolds has, I think, done a good job of uh, convincing people that it's completely screwy. Yeah. And yeah. And then ultimately people are like, well, it's completely screwy. Huh? Right. Well, I don't take a look at that, yeah. I guess. Uh, well, and I guess the word of mouth is. This is the word of, those, of mouth has been one great because yeah. you've got it's a superhero film, but it's not what you think. It's not a Captain America right. Wolverine kind of film, but and that's enough to get a lot of people in there. But it, it wouldn't be enough normally to get me in there. I right. actually, I, I mean, 
maybe I'll get you some hate mail. I'm not a big fan of Deadpool as a comic book character. Right. But this this certainly with the word of mouth that it has and the kind of films like it we're going to talk about, I'm sure like, man, what a juggernaut. It's just, yeah. it's just going and going. And we were, again, like you said, we just went to see this last night and it was pretty full. I mean, it wasn't oh, yeah. full, yeah. full, but it was 80%, maybe, you know, I mean, there weren't that many. We, I thought maybe we'd have to sit apart and we didn't get <laughs> right. there late. So that was, yeah. That was and, really and it's a, uh, it's a strange sort of thing too, because um, like I said, Ryan Reynolds has really, I think done a great job like on his own. Yeah. Uh, like getting people into the theater, but it's one of those weird things too. That's kind of the same as guardians of the galaxy, right? You have to have uh, a massive amount of people who have no idea who that is to show up in order to make enough money right. to cover the cost of your movie. Yeah. And it's the same thing here, although this does not have like massive budget like that, mm-hmm. but still there, there aren't enough people who know who yes. Deadpool is to fill all these seats yeah. to make this happen. It's there's, there's enough people going to this movie who have really no idea. Right. But they, were sold one way or another. Right. So uh, anyway, before we jump all the way into Deadpool, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Oscars. Um, and who, who's doing what? Okay. <laughs> Chris Rock is hosting. I got that down. Chris Rock is hosting. So yeah. uh, we actually did get a few questions about this because uh, people wanted us uh, to chime in. To the Oscars, so, yeah. Uh, certain things about the Oscars, like, for example, uh, uh, I, I'm not a huge Leo fan and everybody knows it. Yeah, right. So obviously, now. obviously they're going to send me some questions. Right. right. Um, so really the question is, is Leo going to take it? That's a question. Oh, is he uh, finally going to it, get, it, is he, is he yeah. going to do it? And, and the weird hype, and you know, this is one of those things where we, we talk about this a little bit every year, depending on, uh, what's what right mm-hmm. but um like last year there were a couple different ways that this turned into a thing one of them was with uh birdman suddenly right shooting out of nowhere and and winning everything and another one was uh, a couple of actresses like uh like you had wild mm-hmm. people were talking about that movie for a while yep by the time it rolled into oscars it was like no one was talking about it anymore, anymore right yeah and so there is this thing every year and it's a very weird thing. And you almost wish that someone would blink, right? right. Either the golden globes, the golden globes <laughs> and the critics choice yeah. have sort of uh, like unspokenly agreed to be fairly close to each other. Right. Right. <laughs> and the Oscars wants to be in its own universe right. and be way later and you almost wish that one of the groups would blink and they would all be kind of close together. Right. Because there is enough gap in between when the Golden Globes and the Craig's Choice happens and the Oscars happen that you can get into weird things like this. Like there's almost now, uh, and it's too late now. So right. maybe it's too late now and it doesn't matter. But it's almost like we're getting like a Leo backlash now. Yeah. Like he's he's won awards now, and there's just too much time, and he's yeah. getting pushed so hard. Like you hear about it all the time too. Yeah. That now it's almost 
like it's starting to get into this kind of backlash area where people are now starting to talk about why, why should he win the award and, and uh, are giving him like, you know, a hard look. So that could come back to bite him now. I I mean, I think the votes are in on the Oscars anyway, so it doesn't matter right this second, right? right? But I don't know, maybe like a week ago, it was still like that. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's been uh, growing a little bit, but it's a, it's just such a weird thing to have, uh, you know, all of a sudden some movie will get super popular. People will start talking about it like crazy after the Golden Globes and before the Oscars. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the whole thing, if you look at like the beginning of the November, until the Oscars actually happen, right. there's like a lot of ebb and flow yeah. of what people are talking about and who loves what right. and you know who who gets behind things. Yeah. And for a while there, it just seemed like everyone was behind Leo. Right. And it almost didn't matter how good he was in the movie. It was uh, he was getting to this place where people were talking about him like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, people used to talk about like. 50 year old actors who had never won right. and they would just go look yeah maybe this wasn't the greatest thing he's ever done right. but we we he, he we needs he needs guy. to have yeah, an oscar yeah, right we, we're only legitimized if we and give him and, an oscar. and so now it's like people are talking about leo like yeah. that or they kind of were yeah and uh and oddly enough i don't really hear people uh talking about how great he was in this movie i hear people talking about this movie should win. This right. role should win. He should win uh, just in general, but not like, Oh my God, he was so amazing. Right. Like we he just has to win. Right. Like right? we have heard years before or right, with right. performances right. before. And you know, the, the weird thing is, is that I have heard people say that about like Brian Cranston, Michael Fassbender. You know, th- so this is, you have me at a good place because Trumbo, I think I'm seeing today or tomorrow. And, and it's, it's that it's one of those weird ones has just been off the radar. still right. seeing it. So I don't know how good Brian Cranston is, although I've heard good things. And I, and I remember you saying some good things about it. Yeah. What a weird year not to take away anything from anybody else. And I've seen all the other films. It's almost like if he's going to win for a performance that isn't amazing, maybe this is the year to do it. This, no could, this could be the year. And I don't know how good Trumbo okay. is. I, I, right. I, I'm excited to see it. And I'm really looking forward to Cranston because I like Brian Cranston anyway. I don't know that Matt Damon did well enough no, to I take don't an Oscar so for The Martian. And I don't know if Steve Jobs film, uh, if Michael Fassbender playing Steve Jobs in the movie, maybe he did. I don't. I feel like if Eddie Redmayne gets it, it's just because of the subject matter. I don't think he was very good. I, I don't think that he was great. And the weird thing about that movie is that I think he was like overshadowed by Agreed. Alicia Vikander. Agreed. And yeah. and that's gonna. I think prob- gonna take, probably hurt him right a little bit. Out. It, so in a way, like it's almost like did he did he get this because did, is it just the right year? It, this might be the it, right. It's year. just the magic year. Because there have been other years where I thought he did better in movies and actually. If he had gotten it, I would have been like, that's perfectly good. Right. But in in those years, there was something else. Right. Yeah. Huge opposition. And then it's a coin flip. Then I think it's basically like people are like, I don't really like his face. Right. You know, or I hate Titanic still. You know, these things. This year, I think it's kind of like, all right, look, if I do it this year, I don't have to do it again. Right. All right. He's got it. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's weird. And you know, it is, I mean, it is, uh, that? I think it kind of is too, because a lot of the other movies have weird things against them. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
like you said, Brian Cranston in Trumbo, it's a really good movie and he's really good. And people like him. Yeah. Anyway. People like Brian Cranston a lot. But the movie is not it's not good enough. Big enough. Right. Okay. It's not you people don't know about it enough. Yeah. It's, it's not like a big enough deal. Right. right? So that hurts it. it yeah. That hurts his chances of, of winning a lot of times. Not not yeah. absolutely for it sure. For the popular vote. And, uh, and and Michael Fassbender is great, but Steve Jobs, the movie, did not work out no. so well, right? right? Not not only is it an odd movie, yeah, and it uh, it didn't have anything. I don't feel like that was you know kind of really made it like powerful enough or whatever for the role to be as impressive as maybe it should have been yeah the story never i think i think he was really good but it's almost like here's a crazy comparison that i'll make it's almost like adam driver right in Mm -hmm. it as kylo ren pretty right yeah all right. He was really good, but a lot of the ways that he was really good yeah. are ways that people are going to overlook, right? right? Where I'm sitting there going, man, nobody realizes how impressive this is. Yeah. And everyone else is just going, whoa, cool, right. whatever. Right. And I think that actually Fastbender had kind of the same problem, right? Yeah. It was such a, much of it anyway, was such like a low key thing. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, a lot of people didn't even like the movie. Yeah. So it, it didn't it didn't rule critics and it didn't rule general audiences either. Yeah. It's, it's not a movie that everybody loved and said was great all the time. So yeah. so that's no good. So maybe it maybe it, he just it has a lucky year of. I think he has a choices. Very, right? if, if Leonardo DiCaprio had any advantage for winning an Oscar, it's it's this year because of the competition. Right. You know, and it's funny just hearing you t- just to tie it back real quick, hearing you talk about Steve Jobs and Fastbender, It's a lot like the flip side to Deadpool. You know, in a way, you've got a very niche character in a genre that's very specific that has a built in audience like all the Apple heads are going to go, right. you know, see a Steve Jobs film or they're going to get it when it's on iTunes. Maybe that's more appropriate. But the dialogue, you know, Aaron Sorkin is a character in that movie. And and the dialogue in Deadpool is really like a, a character all by itself. Like you actually go for the fourth wall breaking, all the weird out of talking right, you know, right. segments that they have. But where people seem to really love Deadpool and love that trick, nobody seemed to really like the character and the movie and the dialogue and the stuff that was happening. Right. It was, maybe it was too genre specific or, or too much of a very narrow audience to get buzz going though i agree with you fastbender is really great in it and he's very I, nuanced I think and he does that, a lot of stuff but i think that for steve jobs you know where you're gonna shoot a film with like a crazy gimmick yeah as kind of your idea deal, right yeah. then i think your movie can't also be spelling out what a jerk this guy is right. <laughs> you can't right. have both of them you can't you can't prop him up <laughs> right? while taking him out of his knees all the time yeah i agree i mean i don't it know but for, for whatever reason it's going to be hard whatever. for him to get strange. nominated in that this is the year or, i mean win it's going to be hard for him me. to win leo's got the oscar this year yeah i don't and know he knows it, it. it it's probably it's probably the way to bet yeah uh, if you if you were forced yeah. to put money on it right so i don't know i i Must feel i feel like maybe cranston is probably his best shot uh, as as competition, yeah. Because I just I don't know I don't know that, yeah. that the other and, and we got to remember it's a serious and, shot. And, it's, and it's not like the voting public. It's not the ticket sales. It's right. Academy members who are people that work on movies and in into that regard, sometimes it's very 
juvenile. Like, right. I don't like you, it, so I'm never voting for you. It, but it, I really like that guy, it, and I don't care it what really, he's in. It really can know? be, and especially, um, you know, there's something about <laughs> there's something about the <laughs> rules that they have for voting for other things. Yeah, right. And then when you get to like the big things, and everyone votes. Yeah, right. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of weird. It's a crazy thing. I got to tell you, if Leo doesn't win this year, it is an indictment of his personality, not his work. Because this is the weakest field he's going to have. And I actually say that with all due respect to everybody. Even Eddie Redmayne, who I thought just just did a job that was well, but not what I thought was for the film. But he should win this. If if all things are even, but if he doesn't, then uh, I think it's people you know, voting against him. I don't him. know about that. I, see, I, do. I don't think that he was actually that awesome in it. I think that yeah. no, no. I, and one thing that I have to say too about this his nomination here. Uh, what, whether it's him in this or not doesn't really matter. But I think that this role mm-hmm. was going to get nominated. No matter who did it, I think so too for the process. Maybe not the part, but if you film, a, if you do a film crunchy, available to daylight, and you're really freezing, and it's not CI that you got right. not bubbles frozen in your. Any- Good in it. Like it. The- okay. So putting you on the spot real quick, you may not have an answer, but if, if Leo, if Leo were to get an Oscar, not this year, what performance of his did you think was good enough to have gotten it? Uh, Of his past performances? Yeah, like when he was up for stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that stands not big? You know, it's a future thing. Like you're not opposed to getting it if it was good. Uh, so, uh, moving on to other things. So, uh, the other big question, supporting actor, is Stallone going to get it at the Oscars? Because he already got it at the Gold Globes and the Critics' Choice, both of which I find highly suspect and, uh, well, I mean, wasn't fairly he... Fairly illegitimate. Wasn't but, he the long shot the year Rock came out, you know, when he got it? I, I mean... really have yeah. a shot at overcoming all the votes that Stallone is getting from, yeah. from everyone else. Right. I just think that, um, I, I think if you really had to pressure people, I, I find it really hard to believe people are going to tell you that this was just that good at acting job. Right. I mean, Stallone's, you mean he was the, pretty good. Yeah. Right. But it's, uh, you know, I just, I can't even believe he won the awards that he won. And they make, they may, because this happens too, the Academy may say, well, look, he's already been rewarded. Like we already, we already recognized him and accepted and given him Maybe. And these other things. He doesn't need this one. We're going to give Maybe. it to this uh, uh, it, it could be. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, at this point, there's this real juggernaut yeah. of voting for him. And it's, it's some kind of weird, like I think it's nostalgia the same, it thing it's the nostalgia, that and it's the people just circle. want to vote for him like, and that's all there is. Yeah. Right? And I think it, I think it completes it, though, not as predetermined in its sort of, you know, outline way that I'm about to say it, but you know, 
he started big with Rocky, and this was his last, you know, this is his last big role. Probably, uh, no offense to him, he's a talented guy. He's probably never going to get nominated for Oscar in front of a camera. Right. And there's a there's an ability there for them to congratulate. We brought this guy up. We're going to send him out on top and look at the story this makes for us. Yeah. And and I could it see could him be. getting it. But do you have a pick? I mean, not that we're actually going to do that now, but do you have a pick out of these guys instead? Because uh, I, actually... I think uh, here's what I think. I think it will be very weird. Uh, I find it a very odd yeah. just to, to give it to Leo. character is is important but the way tom hardy portrayed him and every scene he was in stole every scene right. from everybody that was around him and dominated so much of what was happening he, in a way like i agree christian bale was great in the big short but if, if christian bale isn't in the big short the big short is still an amazing film right it's still if, fine if tom hardy isn't in the revenant and, yeah and that's you know that's and, a, that's a thing for me know, too is that um like you, argue, you know like i said anyone could be Leonardo DiCaprio and they're going to get nominated you could have a wide range of people playing that role and the movie would be fine right but if Tom Hardy's character goes wrong right the whole movie is it falls garbage it really comes apart Uh, and especially because a lot of the stuff that he has to do is pretty stupid and cliche and yeah it's kind of of boring it's only it's only that he can like make it work and believable right right? and not everyone can do that so I mean, I think that's who I'd pick. And I like if Mark, I had to pick out of that. Mark Ruffalo is great in Spotlight. He's just not doing enough. He there. is, but he for, he for me is in the same position as uh, McAdams in Supporting Actress. Yeah. I, I don't think that either one of them really, you know, uh, had to be there and right. were awesome. They're and great. I really like yeah, Mark no. Ruffalo a lot yeah. in everything that he's in. He's yeah. really good. And he's good in this too. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, in that movie... It's kind of an odd thing, but, you know, like um, with the Golden Globes and uh, the Critics' Choice, they have like the Ensemble Award. Yeah. And which Spotlight won, you know, easily because it it totally should have. There's something about really pushing a movie to be best ensemble. Yeah. And at the same time, say these people are best supporting actor and actress. Right. Uh, how can how can that be right different right right. it it, the movies are going different ways to make that possible and and they were both good in it but i don't think either one of them should win and that's kind of the same i feel about the bridge of spies with mark rylance i think he's great yeah and i think he has a fantastically fun and interesting and very memorable character but it's not it's too it's too much to suggest that as a supporting character that story needs him the way that the other stories need theirs Right. I, I just, I don't, I'm not on board with that. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, anyway, best supporting actress. going to win, man. That's weird. You just, you know, you're going to have to see Leo win his first yeah, Oscar. And gonna then, be, this is going to be the year of you. It's going to be a really Oscar. great night. Yeah. I can't wait to do the next show with you afterwards. And you'll be like, all right, we're not talking about this anymore. So uh, supporting actress. Yeah, yeah that'll be uh, that's going to be fun. We've got uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Rooney Mara, Rachel McAdams, Alicia Vikander, and uh, Kate Winslet. So I think like for me right away, uh, I don't like McAdams and I don't really like Winslet, even though she won. She's been picking up a bunch of stuff for it. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. Uh, I think that she's great in that movie. 
I think she's you know really good. Throw her out, and sometimes, yeah. you know, oddly enough, not that I'm like some raging feminist or anything, which I'm not. You need to be. Uh, I should be. That's true. But sometimes I, I really look at the movies of the year, mm-hmm. and I see things like people who are nominated for best actress and best supporting actress, and I really think like, you know, a lot of these people just didn't see enough movies or refuse to recognize that there are women in movies that they don't already know their name, you know? And it's like Jennifer Jason Lee, who is good, but she almost feels like she got nominated because I heard of her before and she was in a movie. Not that I looked at a movie and, you know, watched a bunch of movies and saw actresses because there were a lot of really good supporting actresses this year. And I think that, um, you know, McAdams is almost in like, the same boat right she was in a popular movie right and so she gets nominated um but anyway i think that this is you know really gonna be rooney mara or alicia by candor yeah. uh, won um the critic's choice mm-hmm. and i think she's she's pretty solid uh on her way except then it's just kind of is uh are people talking about carol more right now right then than they were a little while ago who knows yeah. and and i think rooney mare is great if she won i wouldn't I'd i wouldn't i wouldn't have a she problem with it she yeah. was really good in it but yeah it's a, it's a whole different road and it's weird i don't know that i'd necessarily grab to the idea that rooney mara is in a supporting role if kate blanchett isn't also in a supporting role nominated right with her, which right. obviously you don't want to do if you're the studio because you split the difference and then nobody wins right but it's not kate blanchett's movie if anybody's film it's it's hers, right? Rooney Mara's, and uh, that's a weird thing for me. So, but. for actress as opposed to supporting actress, then you got Kate Blanchett, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, Brie okay, La- Brie go. Larson, who is uh, on the on the you know winning streak, right? Uh, she's taking pretty much everything, everything. for uh, best actress, yeah. And I think you know pretty deservedly so. She's she's really good. And I think this is a somewhat, it's not an odd example, but it's out of the ordinary example for uh, everyone nominating people for awards to really notice this role as yeah. being uh, as complicated and hard to do as it is. Yeah. At, that she's getting nominated mm-hmm. and winning. It just you know? seems like room, like you just mentioned a few minutes ago, the movie Wild. And how it was kind of there and talked about, and then suddenly just like gone. Yeah. It was almost like it was, you know, barred from conversation. Right. I feel like Room is like that. I remember Room hit a spike, and it just seemed like I was hearing about it and seeing it, you know, getting a push, and then just as quickly as it rushed out of the art house, right, it was gone, and nobody seems to remember that it was out there. So right. It's a weird one. And uh, the, you know, the other nominee. I'm still pulling for Sersha. Uh I I am man, I am too so, actually. Oh, she's so friggin' good in that, Brooklyn. Oh, that is man. a really weird thing too. Uh I actually uh, voted for her and really? uh wanted Wisely. her to win. Wisely. Um you just want to hear her talk some and more it's and, the, and her the weird accent. thing exactly. The weird thing um is that that movie is a whole movie of things that 
most people watching the movie are not going to realize how good she is. Right. Uh, the, the, She's so good at it. From beginning to end, the whole she, movie. Yeah. She doesn't do. No, nope, I The agree. movie is like the movie version of Seinfeld, right? It's like about nothing. Right. It's like nothing happens. Right. <laughs> it's about nothing. Right. And she makes you watch it yeah. all. And, all by herself. And she is, yep. she is so weirdly fantastic that yeah. she could even... You know, this is a movie where you you want to you want to have bonus features on the Blu-ray just, where you just watch her like all day long from beginning to end. Yeah. Like she gets she looks at the script of what they're shooting today yeah. and goes, "What happens? Right. How like right because nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta she, walk down the street and, and she's yeah she's got to make that into something that people want to watch and it, it's. It's really bizarre how good she is it's in it. It's so good that it, ab- it, it that it almost like hurts herself because it it uh, right. it's so good and effortless. It seems like she's not doing anything. Right. And in fact, I don't know how hard it was for her to make it look like that, but if you're looking at her, you see all the subtle nuances and everything at work. And I was just like, I, I genuinely, I was kind of. You know, I wasn't bored with the story, but there's nothing to the story. There's no Jedi. There's no right. dark. You know, <laughs> right. there's no nothing. But I'll be damned if I wasn't psyched to see that. And when it was done, like kind of IMDB or be like, I want to see what else she's in. Right. Like that was the hook. Like she was so good in that. I'm like, I need to see more of her stuff. And, and you know, what's weird is we're uh, talking about all these things. She's so young. Yeah. And she's actually been great in everything that I remember seeing her in. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought she was awesome in everything I've seen her do. What's weird is she's so young. And when that movie ended, I was like, there are maybe five other people that I would let be be in that movie. Yeah. And and that's just bonkers. I mean that, you know, anyway, so I totally think she deserves to win, but I think I, I still feel like Larson probably has kind of the ball rolling too far. And it's a weird year to say that if Jennifer Lawrence, whose work I like almost, almost totally like I, it's hard for me to put a, put a window on her where I didn't like what she was doing. If she wins for joy, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, and you know, you know that's, I, I get why she's nominated, I still, and I get it. I still liked wins, her. I still liked her in it. I, I did too, but but not as good and I, not as well as the performance she did for the others. You know, the weird thing is that uh, you know Ronan had nothing to do and yeah. did it insanely well, right. right? And Jennifer Lawrence had a lot of stuff to do and did it well, mm-hmm. but not as good right. as. As the doing nothing, which right, is right, just great harder, yeah. But um, but she is good, and I like her in most everything she's in, and yeah. she's been great in the other David O. Russell movies. Everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. But this this whole movie just had kind of a weird, yeah, a weird quality it was to very it. Disjointed that but, uh, anyway. kind of threw everything off. Anyway, yeah. uh, last one we're going to talk about really quickly is uh, director. Director is is Mad Max going to manage? director uh so he's only got one he's only got one he did the critics choice he got the yeah. critics choice award for directing he has one obstacle in front of him and that's Inaritu's decision to film the revenant the way he did which right. is an incredible undertaking and that he did it and it turned out as well as it did might be monumental right. enough to get past but if anybody can get past the revenant it's George Miller because that movie's amazing. Right. That's my and that's my nickel. And, and you know the the only other obstacle I think the other nominees are the Big Short, Ruin Spotlight, and the only other real 
uh, obstacle that it has is one where you have to actually analyze, I guess, the Oscar problems and not the right. real problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, so Spotlight, The Big Short, and Room all have been getting lots of attention in their own way, right? Mm-hmm. Spotlight won Best Picture uh, at the right. Critics' Choice. And like you said, Ensemble. It's getting, so, it's getting so noticeable that, ones. So yeah. that's a big thing. And the problem is, is that the Academy so often puts picture and director as uh, almost like it was just one checkbox right right? Mm -hmm. it it just always it it very frequently goes to the same thing right or uh, or if it's not picture and director then it's like you know screen screenplay and director or actor and director director, right it's it's like they want they want director to have something else right so yeah so it's weird so then it just depends on where best picture goes and if if revenant wins best picture mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard for mad max yeah. to get director, director because that's that's just how the voting happens i mean right. it's just how it unless works. and and again you know the oscars they're a weird creature because sometimes you have to you have to really think of the psychology of the voters like which is not us but you know not most people i mean it, it could be one of those weird really where uh really rare excuse me situations where that the revenant they decide to split the difference and give Miller director or vice versa. Right. Mad Max gets best picture. I mean, which yeah, it, blow people's minds. And then it, they give, it does it happen. Real, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, especially when you have two huge front runners and you're right. just like, man, I don't want to choose these guys. And they don't all get to get in a room and be like, look, right. we'll give 50 to this guy and 50 to the other. And, it's, it, and it's, it's weird. It's such a crazy diverse group of people voting yeah. for stuff too. So yeah, that, that, that always throws it off. Anyway, uh, there's our thoughts on what's going to happen. I feel like I feel like that was a lot of fodder for next week's emails, especially the part yeah. where you said you're against feminism and women and <laughs> right. that Mark Eastman. Women are uh, horrible creatures. Right. Anyway. Yeah. No, you know, I I do think it's a little weird that um Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of emails actually. that there's such a thing about, you know, mm-hmm. people of color and how the academy voting is doing that wrong. Right. Right. And when it's, it seems to me that if there's, if there's only so much of a pool of movies that you could possibly pick from, then the problem is not the voting the Academy does. The problem is that we aren't getting more movies. We aren't getting more good movies and more good roles and stuff like that. But with women, right, we have plenty of movies to pick from, And and there were plenty of good movies and good roles and good actresses and 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 yet we only pick it seems like very frequently we will not really represent the talent that's out there that's there right as opposed to you know, I you know I don't have to pay attention to which women are doing well I've heard that name before and I'll vote for that I I mean that seems worse right there I mean yeah. I'm totally trying to stick up for women yeah anyway uh okay deadpool uh so as we've already talked a lot about um ryan reynolds uh this is a totally crazy movie yeah (laughs) it's uh it's as crazy as you could want which i think is exactly what ryan reynolds wanted yeah um, it does not only does it do a lot of breaking the fourth wall, it does a lot of just uh, talking about the real world. Right. 
not even actually sure what name there might be for that. He's I think not, I think that falls under. He he's not exactly breaking the fourth wall. Right. He's just talking about the real world behind making the movie. Yeah, it's the, like uh, out of character, but in character. Right. It's very, right. I I still throw like under the like he wall, like he but, talks about the studio. Right. And uh, what their what their seen, budgetary constraints yeah. are. And he talks about, uh, you know, other X-Men movies. And, and because there's so very few. He talks think, about the actors in right. the X-Men movies. I love movies it where he's and that, reprimanded about Professor X. And he's like, is that Stuart or McAvoy? Right, the timelines right. are really confusing. <laughs> you know, I, I always thought that, and I think we could count the number of films that do this on one hand. I think we could probably put a few fingers down you know, as well. Movies just don't do this very often. Real legitimate movies don't do this very often. And I feel like that falls under the paradigm of uh, uh, the parameters rather of the fourth wall. Cause I think if you, if you break the fourth wall and you, and what that means is, you know, you talk to the audience directly, you, you specifically break character and look to the camera and say, you know, you guys entertain that kind of thing. Right. I think when you do that, and you're engaging the audience who we are sitting in what we think of the real world. And you talk to us about something that isn't on in the script. You know, I guess that's where it comes from. Like you're starting to talk about the budget of the film right. with me, then that means we're kind of having a conversation. And I mean, I guess that's fourth, but you're right. There's no, cause they don't do it. Right. There's no phrase for it. Cause it's just never done. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's weird when they, you know, it's almost like if you started talking about actually shooting the movie, like, yeah, or if he just—I mean, it's like getting—it's like getting close to that. If he had made, level if he it. had been talking to you know his co-star who is not breaking the fourth wall, no one else in the film breaks the fourth wall but him. Right. Which is strange because some films that do, they all do eventually. But if he broke the fourth wall to the point where he talked to his love interest, who is played by Miranda Baccarin, about Firefly, that would be like meta breaking wall. Right. Then you're right. like, you're talking to the character who is played by the person who really did it, but she doesn't right. know she did it. Cause she's the character. Right. I mean, he, yeah, but it, it, you know, it gets a little weird, in, but in, in but that, well, before, before say, we go too far, yeah. uh, we should give our ratings. Oh, yeah. um, so, but anyway, just real quickly. Um, so Deadpool is a specific character who Man. is, is, his origin basically is uh, you've seen this in the trailers. He gets all kinds of cancer. Right. And then somebody comes with, you know, the magic lamp dangling in front of him to go fix him or right. whatever. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's basically something that kind of can tie in pretty well with the X-Men and the X-Men movies, because yeah. the theory is they pump this serum into him and then put him through enough stress and it will trigger his mutation his mutation yeah. and and basically the theory that they're working on at this place where he goes yeah. is that a lot more people have it than you think right they just never uh i guess realize it or have it like activate or whatever right and so basically they just keep doing stuff horrible stuff to you to put you through <laughs> more and more stress right until you either become a mutant or you die right and so he becomes a mutant and, it, you know, his mutant power is uh, really kind of like just super healing and uh, I guess super dexterity kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's got super healing in like a whole – people are used to that from Wolverine. Right. Right. Uh, who've seen those movies, obviously. But – uh, he's got it to, I think, like a whole nother level yeah. than he's, he's Wolverine. Got it, he can, he's got it to the point where he's 
regrowing limbs. Right. And and in the comic, you know, he's got in the comic they give him a ton of other weird powers, but in the comic he has it so that he can actually just kind of like like a lizard. Like you, if there's any part of him left, he can grow back right. himself. So, and uh, I think you know the story in the comic book world would be that there is some way to kill Wolverine. Yeah. In this movie, anyway, what we get out of this movie, not sure how you could yeah. ever kill Deadpool. Right. You could kill him for a while, right? <laughs> but apparently, he's coming back no matter what, yeah. ever, right? Um. So anyway, and and uh, the movie is you know getting revenge on the guy who did it to him. Right. There's a whole story about you know why this guy is doing it. Then uh, you know Deadpool has his love interest, and the movie does a lot of jumping around. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. From where it where it starts and then we go back a ways and then we go back forward and then back and and it jumps back and forth all the time until finally somewhere around a little ways after half done. The movie finally goes, okay, now we're all cut up. Right. Yeah. Right. And it actually says that. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It says says those words. And then we just can go linearly right. for a while but yeah. it does a lot of jumping back and forth anyway so that's that's your movie um yeah. Yeah. i am uh i'm pretty solidly at like a seven yeah uh but i feel like kind of a kind of a strong seven but uh there were also a lot of things that i didn't love about the movie but you know i had a really fun time a yeah. lot of it and then there just were a lot of other times i was going what i mean there there was a lot of this movie that i felt like um we watched a lot of scenes that had no purpose except that ryan reynolds said i want to do that right you know what i mean it didn't right. really it didn't really go with the didn't story it didn't, didn't really forward. work with anything it was just he wanted to do something right. and it was like his baby and yeah. he got to do it um but there there were a lot of stuff. There were a lot of things moving through the plot and everything that I kind of didn't like about it, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I, I mean, it's like, I have to give it seven, but it's, you know, really fun seven, I yeah. guess, or something. Yeah. I, I came close to giving it an eight. And the only thing that strangely I'm at seven and a half, I'm almost exactly the same, at least before we start talking about it much that you, like I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I was a little bit surprised with how much fun I was going to have with it. Yeah. I, when we sat down um, to start watching it and you had asked me, you know, have you heard anything about it? And I went, you know, I've been kind of trying to stay away from it because I figured when you got home, we had, this would be one we would see. But what I'm understanding about it is that it's making people feel a lot like they did when they saw Kick-Ass. And there yeah. was a lot yeah. of times during the film, though they're very comparable, they're very adult oriented superhero stories with tons of violence, tons of nudity, tons of, you know, profanity. And, and yet they're very different for very specific reasons, but there's kind of a similar vibe there and, yeah. and very much so almost to the point where when Ryan Reynolds in the film says, yeah, now we're all caught up right before that scene. I felt like there was like exactly like how I felt when I watched kick-ass. Right. I didn't laugh out loud as much. And for me, that's where part of my, uh, part of the lower grade comes from. In in a way, the experience of the film is probably like eight and a half or nine. Like it's it's a fun, non-traditional film that people are going to have a real blast with because of how many rules it breaks and how many how many great opportunities it plays to the strengths of Ryan Reynolds, who in other films has done a lot like what he did in this. It's just the writing wasn't there for him. Right. Like he's got right. that 
he's that snappy one-liner guy who can, with his intonation, tell you to eat shit and make it sound like it's delicious. You know, that kind of thing that he does where he's that character actor. And and until he could play Deadpool, it was either misplaced, like with Green, there, with, with Green Lantern, or it's subservient to something like when he's in a movie like uh, Waiting, you know, where he's just kind of a snarky waiter. Right. You know, that suits him very well, but he's getting kind of old to play those guys. You can't right. keep playing the man-child anymore. You can't be Van Wilder anymore. And in some ways, this is like Van Wilder mutated. Right. Um, but but for me, I felt like, and I can I can hit a couple birds with one stone on this, we we get the movie that the trailer gives us. And in some ways, you get a better movie if the trailer is enticing to you. But I felt like too much of what was fun in the trailer, they ruined. They shouldn't have put in the trailer. Like some of the jokes and some of the things that I think a lot of people around us really laughed at, I'd seen countless times. Right. So the impact of it was gone. So the story, you know, the experience of seeing the movie as a whole was kind of like I'd, I'd been spoiled a little bit from stuff that I thought was really better served fresh. Um, across the board, you know, if there's anything else to be, I guess, nitpicking at it to say why it wasn't like a nine for me, it, in its originality, it still becomes very common. Like right. it's a very check by numbers, paint by numbers kind of thing right. for a plot, especially a superhero plot. And, and in a way, when it was doing its best, it embraced it. The first three minutes where they're introducing people and you don't see anybody's names it's just like uh the moody teenager right you know the 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 token black guy you where know, all it, these it, things. it's just there's so much of the movie that is and you said it's in a lot of ways similar to kick-ass because they're both sort of i guess each kind of in their own way they're both trying to like undermine yeah comic book movies right in a way they're kind of subversive in, in right event. and but so they both end up with all the same check marks as yeah. as a comic book movie. Right. And with Kick-Ass, it's like, OK, we have to have this. But instead of what you're right. thinking, right. It, we can it, go this way. it looks like this in yeah. this movie. Right. And in Deadpool, they kind of do the same thing. You have to have this. You have to have this. But we're going to do it different. Our superhero is, you know, a jerk for one thing. Right. <laughs> right. And is really only in it for himself and doesn't care about really being a hero right. although then we see the flashback and he kind of is a nice yeah, guy yeah. he's he's torn in this very weird way where he's a jerk but he's a nice guy right. but it's like he's uh you know he helps the people but he helps people by being a psychopath right right, right. so it, it he's like got this weird thing where see how i'm not a superhero right and they go through all these but a lot of the time, it just feels like it, it doesn't actually do anything. It's just right. It's just to be the opposite or yeah. it's just to be, you know, it, it's just to say, see, I don't like regular superhero movies right. or whatever. Or even and to suggest like if this was real life and there was a real fight, you'd hit someone in the balls quick. Like, you know, right. they don't do that in other superhero films. There's a lot of swinging and flashing and missing and jumping and things. No, I'm just going to cut you right. right in the leg and that'll be that. You right. Know? And there's a, there's a lot to be said until you get to the end of the movie. There's a lot right. to be said for all the fighting and shooting in this movie. Yeah. In that way. Right. That, uh, you know, you just shoot people and they're dead. And right. Then, and then right. that's it. <laughs> right. It's yeah. not like a giant flashy, 
crazy crap happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's different when you're fighting other superheroes than right. when you're just shooting the henchmen people, or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, um, but there was a lot of weird stuff in it too. Uh, yeah. A lot of it was really fun, but there was, um, you know, sometimes he would like go on a run of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And then it, it's not funny anymore. Right. It, 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 yeah. And I agree. It, and use too much. There was, there's kind of like this uh, background baseline thing to the movie going on where, uh, you know, no one was really like checking Ryan Reynolds notes, right. you know, he was like so in charge of this and so wanted to do whatever he was doing. And, you know, he would write something down and go, that's hilarious. And everyone else would go, is it? Yeah. Well, okay. I guess right. it's in the movie though. Right. I mean, you know, it's just, he's, he, he's not everything yeah <laughs> and, but, and how validating it is to see this thing be so well received by right. audiences who are genuinely you know i was i was i was having fun with the film but i was also aware partially because the mostly packed yeah it's hard to escape it but i like listening to what's happening in the theater too not because i feel that that has to inf you know inform me about what i'm doing but i like seeing if people are enjoying what i'm liking or the flip side, if I'm not enjoying it, are they enjoying it? Why? What are they stupid? Right. You know, there's a sense there that with, with some of the things that they did, some of the gags, you're just like, I can't believe they did that. Right. Not in a, why would they do that? But I don't believe I've ever seen that horrid, you know, display of vulgarity or right. blood or, you know, and in, in some ways it's funny to just let the reins off the horses and just run and right. see where it takes you. Um, but you know, in, in a lot of ways, I've thought that Ryan Reynolds is a, a talented guy. I just thought, man, he just, with his shtick, he's, it's almost like why you always think certain character actors only get the roles they get. And it's because they pigeonholed themselves. And I right. think to some extent there was money in that for him. And he, he certainly in the past did it, but I don't think he ever shines. And strangely enough, this is letting him shine in a way, but for reasons that maybe not quite become replicable. You know, I, I expect because of the success of Deadpool, we're going to see a bunch of films where characters are anti-heroes breaking the fourth wall and they're going to suck They're right. because they don't right. understand in a way what I think I got from what you're saying, whether or not that's what you really meant to say. But I don't know that Ryan Reynolds fully understood it. He just thought break the rules right. and film it all. And I think it'll I think it'll work. Right. And in doing that, it damn well <clears throat> did work. But I don't know if you can capture that again is right. easily. And it it's done so well. There's obviously a sequel, not because they tease a sequel, but because there's a sequel. But I think if they can do something better for me, you know, his, his charisma, his character and the writing and the in jokes were more funny to me than the fourth wall breaking. Right. Some of that had to be done with the fourth wall, but as a story, it fell in a lot of ways because it, it stopped being interesting when there was a conflict. Ajax as a character and angel dust as a henchwoman, were not interesting to me. Right, I never no. felt. I, I never and, felt them. To and be you don't. You don't get anything. You don't get anything uh, to them. And you know, there's, like, there's no effort nothing. really made there, in them. There's a bad guy because they're like dressed in black. black. Right. Yeah. That's it. And and we see early on that he's super powered and he's a mutant. So now we're supposed to be fearful of him. But I, you know, I get that. I get that Deadpool is going after him as a vengeance trip to try to fix his face, to try to fix you know what's wrong in his life, and in that way. It doesn't matter who he is. The villain is a MacGuffin. Right. Okay. And I get that. But I still think that it could have elevated beyond a seven, seven and a half or eight. It could have been 
nine, if it had been interesting in that regard, if they had paid as much attention to the antagonist as they had the fourth wall weirdness. Right. And this would have been kick ass. And just kind of the plot in general. Because I know you, right. I know when you saw kick ass, you saw it. South by Southwest, yeah, right? And yeah. it blew you away, blew everybody away. And when I saw Kick-Ass, I didn't see it at South by Southwest, but it blew me away because of how amazingly out of the box it was. Yet, I actually felt like it had all the right components. Right. And that's why it succeeded. This, for all of its fun, for all of its bluster, for all of its creativity, it didn't have what it needed in the end, which was kind of creativity. Right. And, and if it had, man, I would have been like, this is a perfect double feature. Kick-Ass and Deadpool all the time. Right. And And for me, it... It did that. We're uh, we've gone over our hour, and uh, oh yeah, wow. we'll we'll go for a little bit more. But um, for me, it was there was such a a lack of uh, a serious effort at the plot. Plot was really straightforward right. and exactly what you were expecting to happen. And it was like if we do all this crazy stuff, you won't notice that. Right. Or if you notice it, you won't care because you'll be having too much fun or or you'll think that this is all too hilarious. And if that's what this movie is going to do, then it wasn't funny enough or as fun as funny as As it was, it was. Yeah, it wasn't funny enough. It was almost like you have something, you know, you're going in a completely different genre direction, but you're going with something like stripes or something. Right. Where it's like you can't complain about whether or not the plot is good because you're just watching the wrong movie. If you care that there's a plot at all, because it's just hilarious all the time. Right. And sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. And this movie, if it wants to go that way, it actually had to go more. It had to be funnier. It didn't have to be grosser or more vulgar (laughs) or, or, uh, you know, there's a lot of the movie that is just, uh, saying really vulgar, insane sexual stuff just for the sake of saying it, just they just got- to go see how sure. we can say it or whatever. Yeah, and uh, which you know some of it That's was okay. funny and some of it wasn't. Right, but the movie as a whole, it, it, if this is where it wants to take you, it's got to be funnier than it is. Yeah, because the plot is so uh, is so underdeveloped, and yeah. uh, it's it you know it's just the, the mad libs of making comic book movies yeah. except that you go we're going to do the opposite of what you expect right and that in itself is not a plot right or not right. A, not an right. interesting one right and then you know there's also oddly in this movie i thought because what i thought going into this movie was uh i was going to get a movie by somebody who really loved comic books and really loved the characters and yeah. everything and really was like a a serious fan and maybe he is or whatever, but there was a lot of stuff in this movie uh, where ultimately you have to start paying attention to it because stuff like keeps happening. Right. Then, then it's not like an accident or it's not like a, just write that off, but there's stuff in this movie with the superpowers that we have where eventually none of it makes sense anymore. Like you're just, you're breaking different rules than you're setting forth before in the movie about how stuff happens. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, if he can heal himself and uh, do all this stuff, fine. But some of the other people have like weird powers. And then what you end up having is I just want this to happen in this scene. 
right? Right. And like when we get to the end and the fight scene, and we've got Colossus, and we've got the other person that I don't even have any idea who that is. <laughs> Negasonic teenage warhead. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Um, uh, if that's a person who existed before, I'm not that right. you big missed, a you comic book issue, geek right? anymore. You, you missed her issue, so. Uh, but you've got the uh, henchwoman punching Colossus and sending him flying, right. right? Now you're just breaking the laws of physics, right? If if our theory is that she's supposed to also just be a person who has a gene that makes her kind of super powerful, if you have a theory where there's some kind of magic going on <laughs> so that she can be more powerful than is like possible or right. whatever... But we've already earlier in this movie, never mind other movies, set up Colossus as being a, a certain way. And now she's just powerful enough to send him flying. You need other rules right. going well, on. And, and it's sloppy writing because we've got him in the film. He's a fun foil. He's an easy, you know, connective tissue to the X-Men, which they, you know, which Deadpool has. But now you got to have something for him to do. Otherwise, Colossus will just wreck everybody. Right. You've made him that tough. Oh, yeah, we're going to make someone tougher. And she's right in front of you. So now we can keep him busy. Right. I mean, that's that's just lazy. Right. You know. And even if, you know, have more people then. If you. Right. If Put you, an army in front of him. Anyway. If you. Yeah. If you want. Uh, if you want Colossus later in the movie to have trouble with something. Right. Then he's either got to be different in the beginning of the movie. Right. Or, or or you have to pick another character, or you have to have a, a bunch of people on the other side right. so that it makes sense. See, and even in that, I, I felt like they don't have it. There are characters in the comic books, and this is a silly digression, but for me, the more interesting story there is suddenly with Colossus, instead of like just making a warhead machine you know, that he has to fight, there's another mutant out there that can dampen your powers. So now suddenly Colossus is just a dude and he's got, he's a big dude and right, he's strong right. and he's got training, but now he's got obstacles. Right. But something. and also Deadpool now doesn't have his super ability. Like how great is he if with all of his training, but he's not invulnerable anymore. Right. Like if he's vulnerable, then there's a story there that I care about the end. Right. But if but, just got, but the way that bang the, around, with the him, way that they do it, yeah. you, you know, or then you have to think back to earlier in the movie when she punches Deadpool right in, the in the face before yeah. he's even a mutant or anything. Right. And like his whole head would just be liquid. Good movie. It would just be, uh, <laughs> right. nothing. but anyway, but don't uh, think about it too much. No, but know, it, but it's still, it's it lots of fun. Yeah. You really have to go into this movie understanding that, uh, the R rating is being pretty generous, uh, based <laughs> really on, is. based on just like the sheer, yeah. Uh, vulgarity yeah. and like situations and you know the things that it puts out there so you know don't go into this right thinking this is like a regular r movie and 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 recognize that it's not for your kid like this isn't fantastic right. this is not the or, thing to sneak into I don't, I don't or whatever know, i don't yeah. even know if batman versus superman is kid maybe it is but wait wait a few more weeks you right. know if you want to take your kid to that but also understand that like and part of what I, I really appreciated from it, part of it is in line with things like South Park, where it doesn't purposely go out of its way to make sure it's not offending you. It does the opposite. This film absolutely feels like it's trying to offend everybody. Right. And because of that, it's hilarious. Right. Because it doesn't just say, well, we're not going to make fun of them. It, everybody's under the bus. And, right. And that's, that's good. 
right now. So. It uh, it just it really this is a a movie and uh, like I said we're gonna wrap up this this could be a movie where it it weirdly has uh, the ever elusive uh, better sequel. Yeah, because when the sequel comes out now this movie's made a ton of money. Right now somebody's gonna want to put you know be willing to put a lot of money into yeah. the next one. And have a lot of writers and a lot of people looking at it. Right. And it's not just going to be uh, somebody kind of got their pet project back. Yeah. Now it's going to be like a big deal. Right. And it, it could uh, easily end up being better. And, and, and by process of that, as Deadpool as a character in the comics, he always breaks the fourth wall and talks to the reader. The fun that they could have now by flipping. And, and it wasn't just a made up story. Like they didn't have a lot of budget. Right now, if they get a big budget, the ability for Deadpool to mock that to us is actually part of the joke. And right. they're in on it. Right. You know? it, it, it's an interesting film, and I think it's a very fun movie. I, I wish it had been a little better in the ways we talked about, but I'll be damned if it's not something I would say, like, you want to go see something really fun and crude and laugh right. at yourself and be embarrassed if you're laughing at it. This is this is the thing to do. Yeah, so it, it, have fun it's a it. pretty good movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, the other thing that I kind of, uh, in a very weird way, hold against this movie, and I'll just throw this out and then we'll be done, is uh, there's not enough stuff in this movie. When I saw Kick-Ass, right, you had to see it again, right then, because right, yeah, because you missed stuff because uh-huh. you were laughing. Yeah, so many jokes. Were... This this movie gives you plenty of time. Yeah. To right. like recuperate yeah. before anything else funny happens. Right. And, you know, it's like paced itself out so yeah. that you don't have to see it again. Right. And, and right go, away. oh, I know I missed a bunch of stuff. This right? is that kind of film where you want to drag. If I had, you know, if I had seen it and you hadn't, I'd be like, we got to go see it. Right. I'll sit through it again to laugh with you because I know the hits when they come. And it's that kind of fun film. Right. Almost like right. when horror films are really good, you go to see it with someone. You want to be there when they get scared. Right. You know, so. All right. So uh, anyway, we still really liked it and only yeah. talked about the bad things. Um, right. But but Ryan, but Ryan Reynolds is really <laughs> yeah, good at it. He is good. Um, Everybody's really good, actually, even he, when they have something to do. Right. The guy that plays Ajax doesn't have anything. He doesn't hurt the film, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't do anything. But, but everybody right. else that had something to do is great. Yeah. Even uh, even Colossus was pretty good in his yeah. very limited uh, things that he had to do. Yeah. But he he still was really good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we uh, really liked it, yeah, and we, see it. And we have on. lots of problems with it. Yeah, but it's really fun, and it's definitely I you know I have no problem recommending it to anyone that I can sufficiently qualify that recommendation. You know, <laughs> because you have to be careful who yeah. you send to this. Right. But anyone that you're willing to send to it is right. Probably, probably going like to have a you pretty should, good time. Yeah. Next week, I don't I don't know. There's if we see something in the theater, there's there's a few things. There's the Gods of Egypt. There's Triple Nine. Right. Uh, uh, we might do Hail Caesar. We might do yeah. a couple things. We could catch up because we knows? did take a couple things off. Yeah. So. And yeah. Uh, we will have our best list. And we'll next do week. lists. So uh, thanks yeah. thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, see you next week. Please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and uh, otherwise trick people into listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you.